0: And today is our seventh episode of the Holodeck series, where we will be discussing the Holodeck
1: question mark and
0: holo characters in (laughs) Star Trek Discovery.
1: Disco time! We are here after many weeks of talking about holodecks and holo images. We are going very far back in time, not as far back as Enterprise, but still in a time period where holodeck technology was a little bit of a question mark so this is going to be a really interesting discussion today ashlyn
0: yeah i have done some research for this one on this very subject rihanna because obviously we're talking about holodecks we're talking about when the technology was developed and being used by our favorite officers and there are some serious flaws that i think get to the crux of why a lot of people have issues with discovery so it's going to be really interesting to talk about this but first of all i just want to say that is with a heavy heart that we make this podcast today because the news that discovery is getting canceled just came out yesterday Um, very strangely tweeted by Paramount with a couple of quotes with Sonequa Martin-Green and Alex Kurtzman talking about the end of Discovery. Um, The actors didn't know either until this tweet went out and season five has already been filmed, but they've pushed the release date back until 2024, so it gives them the opportunity to make any reshoots or changes that they need to do. But this is kind of... a a surprise to me. And also it's not because of the nature of streaming. Rihanna, how are you feeling
1: about this? (laughs) (laughs) Unwell, really. I'm just, I'm I'm very sad. Um, Discovery is so, so special to me. And Ashlyn, I think you really share the sentiment that it, it's really a show that I like emotionally connect with a lot. And so, and, and it kind of brought us into this new era of Trek, you know, and, I'm just really sad that this is happening. I'm, I'm sad that Discovery has gotten so much backlash for the last <laughs> four years it's been on. Um, but I'm just amazed by the amount of fans it's brought out as well and excited, you know, about like this final season, but it's just like breaks my heart because it feels like every show needs time for it to understand its audience and hit its stride. And sometimes the audience and the shows don't quite match up, And I think that maybe strange new worlds matched up a little bit more than discovery in the end but either way i think that they're brilliant shows and i think that discovery is always going to be a brilliant show no matter how long it ran you know and i think that um i just hope that they'll have the time to do an actual wrap-up and we won't have a these are the voyages again ashlyn (laughs) like we discussed last week so how are you feeling overall well, I thought that was really
0: beautifully said, Rihanna. And I want to remind people that five seasons is a lot more than a lot of shows get these days. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been disheartening to see people cheering the end of the show. And Yikes. I think that's yeah. what you bring up, Rihanna, is that Discovery is like a lot of the world is not ready for Discovery. Mm-hmm. And I think it is kind of the DS9 of this era, kind of beloved by many, but it's not everybody's favorite. So I just hope that in a couple of years, people who don't appreciate it now might be able to look back and give Discovery a second chance. But I also I just want to congratulate the crew And the cast, yeah, truly both (laughs) the fictional people and Mm -hmm. and their amazing actors who portray these characters. Because it's been five wonderful years, and I think particularly Discovery has a place in my heart because it did come with us through the pandemic, and we saw so many different shows tackle this giant thing that changed all of our lives in so many ways. And I think Discovery did it in one of the most beautiful ways, almost in a way that was hurtful like painful to go Mm -hmm. through at the same time as these characters because it forced us to work through these emotions that are coming up so yeah yeah i i just i love discovery and as i said i do kind of have a heavy heart today with this news but um i also trust that they're going to be able to wrap things up. And and yeah, like you said, Rihanna, just leave Riker out of the finale and we should be okay.
1: (laughs) Literally, yeah. As far away as he could get is great. So I'm hoping that they do her, her justice. Discovery is such a good show. And I just, yeah, I really do want to encourage people to... Think about, like, the connection that Discovery has brought and think about how sometimes you need to be a little challenged, you know, to really... And I love that Discovery challenges our beliefs and our systems and everything, you know? Like, it's so important to have these shows right now. And I'm really so happy it exists, and I'm so happy that we get to talk about these wonderful holodeck episodes. And, you know, it's also just really nice to be able to, like, think that we have a whole nother season of discovery we can cover with all of our past series and upcoming ones. So we'll still have so much time to get to talk about discovery. If it's your favorite show or if it's new and you're new to the podcast, welcome either way. We're very excited. Yeah, absolutely. And, That's one of my
0: favorite parts about doing this podcast, Rihanna, Is even though shows like the original (laughs) series and Next Generation are long dead, we continue just to pick and peck at their carcasses.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And two was only had three seasons, so yeah, and we're still getting things out of it. And
0: so even Mm -hmm. though, like to me, to me also, this sort of triggered this idea of oh my gosh I forgot like we've been living in paradise and having like four Star Trek shows on at the same time and this will not happen forever so if anything it's making me appreciate we are in the glory days we are in the second renaissance of Trek and yeah. this is the times we'll tell well i'll tell my children about you'll tell your cats and your little yeah,
1: probably exactly. twin
0: nephews if things go
1: oh, <laughs> if things are just how they're going yeah, yeah. things just continue down this path <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, i think oh, i'm so sorry i think that this is also just harder news with picard season three the, the end of picard happening right now the final season so it's just tough and and like, full disclosure, I literally just watched Attack on Titan. <laughs> um, so, a <laughs> lot of my shows are, like, coming to an end. And so, like, hearing this news and then watching Attack on Titan today and knowing Bahard is coming to a close, it's been rough, y'all. Like, <laughs> we are just in here struggling. But very excited to talk about Star Trek, and yes, it will live on forever. It will live. <laughs> we on. will make it live on. So yeah. Ashlyn. <laughs> well, Rihanna, it really
0: yeah. honestly reminds me of the summer of two thousand seven, which was really hard for us too, because <laughs> yeah. the last Harry Potter book came out, and we were in mourning mm-hmm. about that. And we finished watching Deep Space Nine i think yeah. literally like a week after harry potter came out or something no, i was
1: unwell like i was so it was awful <laughs> upset yeah. like a month after that like you go through these like morning periods when shows end or books end like whenever you close a good book and you're like oh my god like i will never be the same again you know like yeah. that's how i feel about discovery and oh so excited to see what they have in store for us for season five and yeah oh, I'm sad <laughs> you... oh
0: absolutely yeah, yeah. honestly like th- my only regret is that we don't do new episode reviews when they come out because all I want to talk about this week is Picard and <laughs> all the episodes that are dropping but you know sometimes you just gotta buckle in and think about a different Star Trek show <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. also, I'm hoping maybe we can get on someone's podcast one of these days and That's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we can guess. There's guest. plenty of
1: beautiful podcasts out there that do review shows of, of the upcoming episodes. So Absolutely. please have yeah. us on. <laughs> and I also
0: want to take the opportunity to say that we are engaging in those discussions on social media. So if you're not following us on Twitter or Instagram... Also Facebook, but that's kind of the stepchild. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we are actively participating in conversations about the episodes the day they come out. So please message us. It's been a delight to talk to so many people about their theories. Where's Bev has been dropping some insane theories on Twitter. So seriously, go, go go enjoy and stay away from the haters and just cry (laughs) about Discovery.
1: Ashlyn's truly a master at Twitter. Like, she's killing it. So it's really great, honestly, to get to talk to so many Trek fans about what's happening um, currently in New Trek. So very exciting stuff.
0: Yeah, and if you're on the cruise, I am very
1: (laughs) jealous. jealous. (laughs) I'm just looking at all of your Instagram stories and living through you. So thank you for posting. Keep posting pictures. We're there in spirit for sure. Oh
0: gosh. I know this is a bucket list thing for Rihanna and I. And also maybe something we can achieve if we have some more patrons. So speaking of, I do (laughs) want to take a second and send some love to the patrons that we have who of course are MC Freudus, Spotted Giraffe, Isabel, David Willett, Kurlan Nascos, Wolf Witt, Rick Mason, John T Bold, Gildara, Jeff Richardson, Never Otter even, Anna Post, T Alexander, Ivan Fetch and Michelle Thank you so much for being a patron of our podcast. We are so thankful for you. And we hope that you will be getting some goodies coming your way pretty soon. We are dropping new reviews of Lower Deck Season 2. We are almost done. And we are moving on to Season 3 after this. That's weekly if you pay $6 or more. So, again, I encourage you, go check out our Patreon. Go check out our social media. If you're yearning to connect with us more. Yeah,
1: we're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you can't escape us. Yeah, this, yeah, so. yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, Rian, I think it's time to lighten the mood. I need desperately to choose an action figure right now.
1: Yes. <laughs> I've finally. never needed this more. It's time. Okay. It is time. Well, I have set up a new action figure stand. So the action figures of the week are actually going to sit in the bleachers and sort of watch the show. So I already have Saru and Michael watching. And then we're going to have a guest. Okay. Oh no, I got Will Smith. <laughs> I have to redo it. I got Will he Smith. Said, Get my wife's name. <laughs> <date. laughs> oh, oh, no, fucking. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you got Will Smith. Oscar wow. season's is- coming up, Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> he knew he, like, magnetized your hand. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Rihanna, okay. <laughs> who did you pick? <laughs> I picked someone who I thought was in a dress, but it turns out is in uh, Romulan robes. It is Data, disguised as a Romulan. I believe Ashlyn has the Picard version. So we are just so <laughs> what does that say about us?
0: <laughs> also, a Rihanna, lot. how dare you gender your action figure before you take it out? Of I know. The... How dare I, frankly? Yeah. It
1: really taught me a lesson. I was like, Wow, it feels like a dress. It's probably Lavoxana or Gynen. Boom. Wrong. Got him. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> it's Data. <laughs> <laughs> learned about my clothes my prejudice today. Ashley, what have you learned in your action figure selection? See, I, I just don't
0: know you picked your favorite character or one yeah. or you picked like almost your favorite character mm-hmm. i picked old dr mccoy from <gasps> your favorite <laughs> from encounter at farpoint so it's like mccoy yeah. in the next generation which is the best wow. possible and scenario data
1: is escorting mccoy so really wow full circle look oh would say. oh geez wow wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> the star trek reference <laughs> <sighs> uh-huh. amazing well Welcome, both of both these guests to the studio. I think um, I think yeah. both
0: McCoy and Data, McCoy at any age, and Data in any species, um, would get along with the cast of Discovery, and uh, would just love. I mean, McCoy would oh. hate the Spore Drive, but
1: but could you imagine Tilly and Data just going off for hours? Like they would just literally nonstop chat. They like. would have to be roommates. <laughs> <laughs> then everyone else like be, like far away because it'd be up till like three talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> incredible okay McCoy would slap Lorca (laughs) where's this fic (laughs) actually okay wait I think that we should have a fic about TNG and old McCoy traveling to Discovery's time because this is just too good (laughs) I think that's how
0: we should make all fanfics is just pull characters
1: out of the bag and write about (laughs) them (laughs) wow that's dangerous and genius Like you might be pulling out like mud you don't know you don't know
0: yeah. Uh, okay, Rihanna, it's time to <laughs> settle down.
1: <laughs> we really need to settle Focus, down. You know, yeah. yeah.
0: I need to ask you desperately because mm-hmm. this is a great question. Um, Rihanna, what is the like predominant holodeck episode when you think about Discovery? What comes to your mind?
1: Yeah. So, this is obviously a harder answer uh in a show that does not feature a holodeck that does not have one on board discovery seemingly there is this simulation thing that we're going to talk about in lethe but that seems to be exclusively for like battle simulations um so i am gonna have to go with sukal i think that this one demonstrates what the holodeck can do at its m- max capacity, like at its like breaking point, what it's doing for Sukal is, <laughs> is truly phenomenal. Um, the holodeck's kind of the goat, like the greatest of all time in this moment, and so I feel like I feel like Sukal is a great demonstration of characters in Discovery discovering the holodeck and its uses especially because season three is all about them exploring this new time and this new genre and i'm always curious with like with enterprise how the holodeck interacted with its characters and how trip is like it's a 3d simulation Like he's just like so excited about this new technology and i think that it's really cool seeing burnham it's weird calling her burnham seeing michael and saru and hugh and then later adira and gray sort of handle this holodex and, I mean Adira and Grey are used to it they're from this like clearly a time that has had holodex and more um, but for new, it's new for the rest of the Discovery crew so there's my long winded answer. Ashlyn what are you feeling about these episodes what is one that stands out to you I mean I have to agree but
0: for different reasons human Saru <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: going to be your answer to every question tonight isn't it <laughs> Listen, <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm going to take a drink of water while she goes <laughs> talking about him and Saru.
0: Well, it's just amazing to see him in human form. Like, I just, I don't know. I just love Saru so much. And to see... um I'm trying to think of a not shallow way to
1: answer this question. No, please just go for it.
0: He's just just a beautiful man. And I love getting to see Doug Jones in his actual self because there's so many roles where he plays a monster or a creature of some kind. Like he's always the man behind the prosthetics. And so he gets this beautiful moment to shine. And it's when he's connecting with Sukal, another member of his species who is basically a child, even though he's 125-plus years old. Definitely the holodeck episode that stands out to me, but before we get to that i want to go back all the way to the beginning i also want to bring up some things because as we always talk about there are these huge chunks of time that we don't know about and there hasn't been a published um history of the holodeck um, book yet (laughs) so i have to just speculate at this point but in lethe there is a battle simulation as you described and we see Lorca and Ash Tyler training on it and they're killing Klingons it seems like some sort of PTSD treatment um but it's not very immersive so it is giving me honestly like TAS vibes um or like Enterprise vibes where it's kind of an environment with just like things coming at them and it does not I, it looks immersive, but I don't know. It just doesn't quite have that depth to me that yeah. the like next generation holodeck does. Sure. Um, but I want to talk about how Discovery has this because on Memory Alpha, this is called a holodeck, which I thought was important mm-hmm. to note. Mm-hmm. So the computer says hologram battle simulation complete when they exit. Mm-hmm. And so it, this this is why so many people have Trouble with Discovery is like from the outside, the ship is way more advanced and it's supposed to be 10 years before the original series. And this is a case for me where I just have to let canon sort of slip away Mm -hmm. and say that Discovery is a ship that has spore drives on it, which is completely different technology that is never seen or really like experimented on again Mm -hmm. after this. And so I have to just give them some credit and say okay they would have this advanced training facility also they're deep into the war at this point and so if this battle simulation or if this holodeck is used exclusively for battle simulations i guess i understand that under lorca's supervision it absolutely would be um yeah but I, yeah, I just have to kind of extend my imagination for this. Rihanna, how do you feel about just in general having holodecks on Discovery?
1: I don't mind at all. I think that it absolutely makes sense during wartime. Lorca could have even brought this technology from the Mirror Universe or some knowledge of it. Like, there's this whole realm of possibilities that they can't explore because they simply don't have time in the plot. But yes, I mean, I think plot-wise it's used as a convenient way to start the episode to trick us into thinking that Lorca and Ash are invading a Klingon ship, essentially, or practicing another escape, you know, all that kind of stuff. And they're also, you know, Lorca is testing Ash to see if he's ready to sort of be his security officer. And I think that it, it just makes sense to me. Like, yeah, they would have this if this is, they're kind of fitting it for war, first of all. And it's a just dis- like, it's a scientific vessel that has this more advanced technology they're probably going to put all of their like technology towards it when it was first being built you know i i if it's the like sort of top of the line before the war i don't know we don't have a lot of background discovery but it doesn't bother me i think that canon is so flighty sometimes even in like deep space nine which is my most beloved show or sometimes they can like make it work later but it's really hard with a show retcon, like Discovery. Yeah, yeah you can on it later, but it's just not a big deal to me, honestly. Yeah, I think I, it's, it
0: is a little bit for me because mm-hmm. I just want everything to perfectly line up because that's how my yeah. brain is. And if it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense, I want to create an explanation for it. Um, sure. But I, again, I think it's fine. Like It's not worth being upset over, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, my emotion is like leaking
1: into this no. podcast over the haters. You're fine,
0: um, yeah. but I think most importantly, despite all this conversation, the writers use this holodeck simulation very well because it sh- it sets up. Ash's relationship with Lorca and this is like I said maybe it's a PTSD treatment it's also a job interview because like Rihanna said Ash Tyler becomes head of security after this simulation (laughs) and I was like wow (laughs) like that's just how Lorca conducts his business and he's like trying to get to know Ash a little bit more by using this like kind of stressful interaction to maybe like seeing when is most vulnerable yeah I don't know but I think this is a great writing device for the for them to use to get us to know the characters better and for Lorca to get to know Ash better so yeah ultimately isn't that what we're looking for in a holodeck series uh right where they utilize the holodeck in a very intelligent way and not like Picard is just (laughs) writing his horse horse. yeah
1: yeah well here's what I'm wondering too is what if this is literally just like standard issue on this line of ships as simply a training program, you know, like like a gym would be, but this is like their laser tag, (laughs) but for training, because literally it was laser tag. I was cracking up, like the gun shows how many kills you got, and Ash is lying about how many he got, and he got more. Lorca's like, good, I want my security officer to shoot better than I do. I'm like, all right, like, cowboy, whatever, get back, <laughs> get back to your mirror universe. Um, but yeah, so who's to say that it isn't simply, like, a extended part of, like, the training program, or some, or, like, the gym, or just, like, an updated facility? Because, literally, when they finish the program, it was kind of like the layers of the holograms like went away and so i'm thinking it's truly just like a couple layers of images printed on you know it's truly not that advanced and so of course we're not anywhere near a tng holodeck yet it's just like a little battle sim or a little laser tag uh, room for them to practice. Rihanna, this is making my canon heart warm yeah, like with happiness. Yeah. 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 Like, but I understand it would have been nice if they took the time to just say, like, oh yeah, they outfitted everyone, in the fleet, with this to like, because we don't have Mako anymore, you know, something cool like that. I would have been like, whoa. Like, you just made the whole simulation, like, make more sense. But either way, we can just do that in our head. So. Yeah. And, and we just <laughs> did. Yeah. I think this is great. And it also
0: makes it 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 makes more sense when you think about how riker is like completely in awe of the holodeck (laughs) you know he's like this is the coolest thing i've ever seen in my life so yeah so that fits a little bit more if that holodeck is really upgraded (laughs)
1: yeah exactly yeah Ashlyn, shall we move on?
0: So let's push on to season two. And you're probably saying, what? Um, Because what is happening in season two? (laughs) But there are some instances. And I'm realizing right now I didn't even read the watch list. so Yeah, I was just realizing that. (laughs) Y'all, get ready. This watch list is going to hit you. So first, we're going to talk about Lethe. (laughs) So now we're going to move on to if memory serves then we're going to talk about project daedalus and then we'll be moving on to season three with sukal and that hope is you part two
1: part two part two
0: um so i wanted to bring up i i know it's weird to talk about if memory serves but we do get um uh this is the episode where they bring back the telosians like pike's whole plot from tos basically like it happens in this episode, and Pike gets a holographic FaceTime from Vina, his like lover from the planet. Not really lover, but like definitely so, there was some interest going on.
1: Um, there was definitely some attraction. I think.
0: Yeah, I I can't remember. I don't think they they did it during the episode. It was the sixties.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, do it by your horse, Tango. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: To it right now on the picnic blanket (laughs) blanket. (laughs) (laughs) by the apple grove (laughs) yeah okay that that did not happen but uh definitely a loose thread you know that pike is gonna pull on
1: ashley i'm so sorry to interrupt but i realized that i have a Telogian action figure that i could have brought out for this
0: that is niche
1: (laughs) <laughs> i know and i said that's niche <laughs> i know i'm I'm quaking
0: anyway but anyway so it was i mean speaking of uh they are getting close to the planet which is is that talos five or is it just four. talos four. <laughs> oh
1: four i was so, so close, close.
0: <laughs> i was thinking of
1: this is city <laughs> alpha five <5." laughs> yeah it's hard okay. there's
0: so many talos four um they're like sort of within range. And it turns out the Telogians can project illusions really far into space. And so Pike's just chilling and he gets a like FaceTime call from Vina. Um
1: <laughs> I love that you're saying FaceTime.
0: It, well, it is. It's it like is. a holographic
1: yeah. FaceTime. Like you mm-hmm. see the
0: whole body. Body time. <laughs> body time. No, oh. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> do what it do in it? the ready room. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, lol well, the telosians are just really oh that open i get together they're like uh-huh. i'll even project they're you like really so far <laughs> yeah. Yeah. she needs to get out of the house literally
1: oh this is for
0: vena uh, but, so, yeah, it's not technically a holodeck, but I thought it was kind of an honorable mention for holodeck because it's similar technology, except it's with their brains, so it's kind of, like, way cooler. I mean, and honestly, yeah. if you think about the cage, it is kind of like a holodeck, the whole thing. I was thing. literally
1: just going to say the entire Telogian mind illusion is their own I've holodeck. never thought that in my life. Wow. Wow. Look at us, like... <laughs> uplifting the holodeck episode to like the telosians themselves like what (laughs) Uh, plot twist wow um okay and so
0: uh, so now i just want to talk about the like random holiday or hollow people as rihanna would call it body time Mm -hmm. that goes on
1: (laughs) It just can't be FaceTime if it's their whole body. I so know. I mean,
0: it? it's it's like a holographic projection. Honestly, it's very Star Wars. Star Wars like, yeah. they rip that right out of Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. um, which I think is cool. I honestly, I always loved that in Star Wars. I thought it was awesome. And I think it's cool, too, that they can do that in Star Trek. I, I think also they... They use it as a sign to be like, look how advanced our technology is. We have this phone yeah. call, essentially, like, walking around your bridge. Phone call. <laughs> you <laughs> know? <laughs> you can just go
1: wherever. Yeah, yeah. you know, Ashlyn, I've got to admit it right now. I don't love the holograms. I've never liked them really in Star Wars. Never really liked the concept of them in Discovery. Whoa. I feel like Pike. I'm, like, that purist. of like, just put them on a view screen. Like... I don't need you whole here watching me, like, (laughs) fidget with my hands and watching the people in the background, like, (laughs) chewing on their gum or whatever the fuck. So, I don't know. I feel like it's just, it's a little bizarre to me. And I think it's funny because throughout Discovery and Picard and whatever show they're doing, um, they have to, like, kind of glitch the character who's on the facetime hologram every like 10 to seven seconds until like they have to show like remember this is a hologram and it just cracks me up because they do look like they're there obviously because they are <laughs> and so it's really well done and i like the way it looks but i never liked the concept of it
0: okay i did not know this about you and yeah. um i'm fi- i'm fine with it you know respect mm-hmm. Thanks. Um. Yeah, you and Pike would get along great. Just ripping yeah. out. <laughs> you, yeah. you don't want any of that on your ship. Um,
1: Ashlyn, we talked about Pike and his sort of, let alone just mistrust, I guess, for these holiday holograms message that happened in Discovery. And so when he's serving on Discovery in Project Daedalus, he talks to this Vulcan hologram who turns out to just be an ai projection and so yeah ai is really going out here making whole bodies to project and just like become the people that they are through these projections and so it's insane like this whole this vulcan is in- t- essentially telling them that like we're about to attack you yeah. <laughs> because you're fugitives and all of that this is admiral
0: patar for those of you playing along yes. at home yeah <laughs> thank you um. <laughs> <laughs> And this is this is a pretty big deal because Cornwall is on the ship too and so mm-hmm. both of them are like oh my god like why what what's happening you know yeah. what's going on and so but when they actually do beam over Admiral Pitar has been dead for two weeks yeah. and so clearly you know that's not Admiral Pitar but yeah. Rianna, I'm thinking about how many times in holodeck episodes where things have gone wrong because the computer is like malfunctioning in some way and mm-hmm. this just shows you like what the AI can do with intent to screw around and how much damage can be caused um and and i think i can't remember i think it's later in the episode um where pike says to the crew like because at some point they know there's no admirals like they're all dead you know like (laughs) section 31 is completely collapsed and ai is basically running it so you're gonna see someone on screen but it is a projection it is not real and yeah. also, I forgot to mention that Saru is the one who discovers this because he looks at the body, like, heat signatures of Admiral Patar yes. when they're talking and finds that there's no heat signature. Go, um, and then he goes deeper and he looks at Spock's, like, footage of him murdering those doctors, and he sees no body change at all because it's a hologram. And so, Rihanna, yeah. again, this is just reminding me over and over again how this technology can be used. Dangerously to mm-hmm. could, like literally create evidence of, of something that yeah. never even happened. And at this point in society, they no
1: one thought about that, you know? Yeah, what? Like that wasn't a possibility. And Yeah, it's extremely dangerous, and we have seen this used maliciously, you know, before, and I think that Discovery does a really great job of showing that. Absolutely. Yeah, same, same.
0: Okay, so yeah, Rhianna, let's go on to season three, talk about Sukal and Human Saru, mostly. So about halfway through the episode, this is um, episode 11, where this is basically like the finale, (laughs) last couple episodes. At this point, Michael hugh and saru all beam down to the life sign on this that's on this like crazy planet that has uh, like so much radiation and a lot of high concentration of dilithium and so they beam down with all their medicine and packs and everything and nothing comes with them and they have changed species so michael is a trill hugh is a bajoran and saru is a human as mentioned (laughs) And so they're trying to figure out, are we still on Discovery? Or, like, what's going on? Where's all our stuff? And they do figure out that it is a really advanced holo program. And the computer is recognizing their like presence as just another holodeck character as a hollow as they're called and as they're doing investigating they're talking to some of the hollows, and one of them are saying like oh they're really glitching out first of all because they're really old and being overrun by the radiation and they
1: twenty five years yeah holodeck program has been running <laughs>
0: pushing it to the limit as <laughs> rihanna limit. said yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but one of the hollow one of the hollows says that their purpose is training and so we come to find out that it's all for the care of poor little sukal who's a kelpian who was left abandoned on the planet when his people died and his mom sent out this distress signal and hoping the federation would pick him up but he actually was the cause of the burn and so they could not come and pick him up (laughs) yeah
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah. it happens sometimes yeah um and you know i think that this is a really brilliant way of showing how a holodeck can be a home for someone and can be a place of safety and comfort and can provide like connection and love and everything because Saru has this beautiful moment with the elder Kelpian that I'm always like I definitely cried a little today watching this because it's so beautiful seeing that he's finally connecting with someone from Kaminar when it's been so long yeah it's just insane and so I think that it's really interesting that they use the holo program in this way. And I also want to point out, too, that, like, congrats for Hugh, because he would definitely be on the photons be free train, you know, like, if he met the doctor at Voyager, because he is totally, like, empathizing with the malfunctioning holo-, holo programs. And he says at one point, when one dissipates, he's like, oh, poor thing, you know, and it's not at all, like, condescending. It's true, you know, and very Hugh because he's so empathetic and I really love seeing that that he's going to treat everyone the same and with the same respect that they deserve even these hollows who have been here serving Sukal and helping him stay alive and guiding him through this horrible 125 years alone that he's had yes thank you Rihanna.
0: Um, this does bring up a point I was thinking about a lot throughout these. I'm just going to say like these two episodes because we're kind of mashing together the Hope Is You Part 2 yeah, with this discussion because sure. it's just the natural Absolutely. progression of the storyline. Yeah. Um, but I really wonder what is going on with Hollow programs in the year 3000 because in the hope is you part two michael's already gone and has been back to discovery and adira followed by gray has secretly come down to the planet to join hugh and sukal and saru and we can see gray because the computer recognizes a life form and gives them a, gives them a body. This scene, I wept <laughs> during cool. this scene yeah. because I just, like, of course, it's all about, like, getting gray to be seen, and that just, like, really hit home, like, for trans people, you know, mm-hmm. and for someone, also just the feeling of being invisible for so long, and then somebody finally, like, seeing you is, like, really cool. Um, just, like, what a be- what a beautiful scene shortly after this like in the start of season four they give gray a body and it's pretty easy it's not quite like picard levels of struggle um (laughs) that soon had to do uh do and like work for years like hugh just kind of makes this body and it's all good clearly was not acceptable or there was not an accessible way to have gray stay as a hollow program they would have a mobile emitter for sure because totally. that's the 29th century technology like that's 200 years old at this point and yes granted technology has been kind of like messed up because of the burn and
1: everyone's in a tough spot maybe all their mobile emitters were like taken on the black market by Osira and the chain yeah and...
0: yeah you never know like but i just noticed that it's stuff def- it's not like acceptable to stay a hologram you know like they are trying to get him in a solid form which is what he used to be so i'm not complaining about that i just think it's interesting like if we had just continue that trend of like photons be free hologram rights wouldn't the society be like intermixed with hollow
1: people everywhere i don't know Ooh, chills ashlyn i literally never thought of that but it wasn't even a thought for them like that he could be a hologram yeah
0: not even a consideration yeah,
1: yeah. Ooh, that's such a good point and I hope that they can do a holodeck episode in season 5 of Discovery or give us like a little more insight because that is always such a fascinating debate and I would love to see like Disco's take on it you know absolutely and thank you for bringing that up Ashlyn yeah um, I want to talk a little bit like how blessed we are to be in an era of like just beautiful television you know every single episode feels like a movie oh and so watching these holodeck scenes and seeing this like slowly decaying holodeck was like gorgeous you know like these steps that have broken off and it's very mysterious but there's also something like very comforting about the hollows who are there um and so it's this weird mix of things and you know that that's what sukal is feeling through all of this and It's just so beautiful. I love Discovery for just, you know, so many reasons, but one of them is just the cinematography and the way that, like, we are not in a TNG era of them, like, going to the holodeck and it's like, oh, look at that green screen. It's so cute and beautiful. Like, it's beautiful in its own way, but this is just so cinematically gorgeous that I I love it and I want to give it a shout out.
0: I'm so with you, Rihanna. I think that's another reason why this episode stands out to me as a holodeck episode, even mm-hmm. standing alongside other holodeck episodes we've talked about so far in this series. Yeah. this is beautiful. It's so gorgeous, and the I was gonna say the the makeup
1: on Hubin Saru <laughs> looks so <Well>. good. <laughs>
0: the eyeshadow they did for me. I movie. know he is
1: looking yeah. great. <laughs> well, actually, if we want to talk about Hubin Saru for a minute, like I think that it is cool that he got to be sort of this different part of himself and it got to give Doug Jones this time to like give his full range of acting without so much prosthetic makeup on and everything Um, so it was really cool because he talked about it in Mission Chicago and said like yeah, it was actually, like, one of my most nerve-wracking episodes, because he was afraid that his fans were, or that the fans were gonna be like, you did not, like, look like Saru at all, like, you just look like Doug Jones, you know, but every, I thought the way he, so he made sure to still walk the same, and, you know, still do the same mannerisms he did for Saru, and I was like, buddy, you have nothing to fear, like, it was absolutely a beautiful and perfect performance, and I think By the way, everyone looks so hot, like in all of their different aliens. Uh, They switched everyone around, like Bajoran, Colbert, and like trill michael are you kidding me yeah i was just like dead so i,
0: I loved it i know i loved it too <laughs> and i love how also we we go so back and forth we're like um it's not good it's cultural appropriation and now yeah. we're like simping Ooh. after <laughs> these beautiful saru. people yeah <laughs> and they're with the different species
1: he like blew up the internet like I, he broke like i yeah. he broke tumblr like human saru is strong
0: <laughs> everyone loves good yeah. human saru yeah yeah I also want to I also think you know a little similarity I saw because I'm waiting for these holodeck tropes that we've mm-hmm. set up and seen time after time the only one I really saw is when Saru is having that really precious moment with the elder and he mm-hmm. says to be truly free Sukal must face his deepest fear and for me I heard that as you have to play out the story to leave <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're so right. You have to open the door and meet the monster. Yeah, and then the holiday program will stop once (laughs) (laughs) once you complete the story. Once it's completed its mission, kind of thing. Like that's very true. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so,
0: because I was wondering, like, if he had faced his fear sooner, Mm -hmm. would he then be by the controls to turn the holodeck on and off when he wanted to, or would the program be done forever? You know, right. Yeah, that's a very good
1: point. It, yeah. We'll never know, but that's absolutely a great point. And I found, you know, another thing that's just so common in all these holiday episodes is the fact that, like, we always have to go back to reality eventually, you know? And it's, like, a hard lesson that Nog had to learn, and it's only a paper moon, and I'm seeing it kind of again here with Sukal saying he's essentially afraid of the outside world because no one ever came from him, from the outside world, you know, and he's been alone all these years so he feels betrayed and like no one's alive out there or else they would have come and found me and so Saru argues that outside can be challenging but it's also beautiful and diverse and wonderful is what he says and Uh, it's just a good reminder, you know, for all of us that like the real world can be challenging but we can also face it and we can do it and Sukal did it and he was in this hollow program for 125 years, and like that's an incredible amount of time to be at your home essentially. Like, that's pretty much the only home he knew, and so he took that step and. Faced the monster, you know, and didn't cause another burn. Um, yes. So a uh, very successful day for this holodeck and for for call Absolutely. And, and gang, yeah. Beautiful, Rihanna.
0: And it does make me think of Barkley. Like this is Barkley's dream, honestly. True. I think. True. Yeah. Just to live Absolutely. on an island with a bunch of hollows, like hanging out mm-hmm. with him. Um. Yeah. But I think again, you know, we're talking about the COVID metaphor. That's exactly what they're trying to say i think yeah. is it's okay <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to leave it's okay to leave your home it's okay to rejoin society mm-hmm. and like the outside world is scary but like we have to just keep going and then the very end of this episode i thought was very sad but it did get sukal some closure because he's able to see a holographic uh recreation of his mother's last moments mm-hmm. and gets to see the message that she left him and left the rescuer so i thought that was good closure um I a, a nice use. I feel like it's better than just hearing someone's voice. Like to get to actually see her and remember her has got to have been really special. So I am glad that we got to have that at the end.
1: Yeah, that was really nice and sad, like you said. What a great couple of episodes and probably like Really, just shows the best of the Hollow Deck and what Hollow programs can do, and all these programs were so nice. And I thought it was really interesting watching Michael sort of pretend to be this Hollow for him, and how that's just like not what he needed. He needed this truth, but it, only Saru could really get through to him that way. But yeah, it, it was so beautifully done, and I'm just. Like, so in awe of Discovery, as usual.
0: So, Rihanna, yeah, the last thing I do want to say about that, which thank you for triggering my memory. I really thought this was sort of a, re- like, it's a classic holodeck episode, but it's also a reversed version because normally, you know, we're dealing with Hollow characters that are getting so smart they're understanding that they are the Hollow. And they are so afraid of the not maybe not afraid of the real world, but they're starting to understand like there's a bigger world outside of where I am. Oh my God! Like, and then they have like crisis, you know, a lot of crisis in some some points. Yeah. Um. But with Sukal he is it kind of in the same predicament he's like oh my gosh there's like a bigger world outside of this and instead of him being the holodeck character going through this he's the real person trying to like get out of his life with the hollows so i thought it was just a cool way as usual that disco kind of flips this trope on its head
1: hell yeah that's so true and so well said and i'm just so proud of them for getting to kind of hint at these other star trek tropes when they could and fit in some really cool holodeck and like hollow elements of these episodes because then we get to talk about it so yeah exactly
0: oh my gosh this was short and sweet you know but it just means that we're moving forward and rihanna i think it's time what do you think
1: i'm excited i thought you were gonna wait till next week
0: you know i'm feeling generous because this was a short episode. We have a little bit of extra time. So I'm going to announce the new series. I didn't even know I was doing this today. Um, If you're a patron, I think you've known for like a month. (laughs) (laughs) I think literally a month you've known. So um, if you're not a patron, uh, this is news to you. The next series we will be covering is Engineers. Yes, Engineers series. I'm is static. I was really inspired so by sad. Rihanna's First Officer series, and it really made me learn so much about the role of First Officer. And secretly, I've always thought of myself as a Starfleet engineer, so I think I'm going to absolutely lose my mind in the engineering yes. series, and I'm going to get to know the Enterprise and her caretakers in a different way. So I'm very excited uh, about that.
1: Ashlyn, I feel like this is like, you're the science portion, kind of, of, like, Dear Hank and John, you know, that Hank answers all the science questions, so you're gonna be doing all the engineer stuff, and I'll be like, this is how they feel about this, yes. <laughs> so it's gonna be really fun, because I don't know anything, frankly, about <laughs> engineering. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was trying to write a fanfic even the other day that had this like complex engineering thing and i tried to look up blueprints and do all that research and i just quit and (laughs) completely wrote a different plot that like didn't have any of that in it so it's gonna be really fun for us to have these different perspectives and to just get to talk about these legends legend after legend frankly and um especially with picard season three coming out so much and with geordie laforge hopefully coming soon (laughs) to an episode um it'll be amazing to get to talk about him and TNG and everyone else, of course. So thank you, Ashlyn. What a great series. I'm so excited.
0: Thank you. I'm very excited. And I'm also excited to continue uh, our new Trek holodeck episodes. It will, you know, these episodes are going to stay kind of short, but it'll be awesome to talk about Lower Decks next week. That everyone knows is going to be a really fun (laughs) episode. Yeah. Um, And then Prodigy and then Picard might even, Picard might not quite be done by then, but yeah, we'll we figure it out. We might have to give
1: it a break, but either way, we will, get, we will get you all there. And unfortunately, Strange New Worlds will not have one, but that's all right. That's it's okay. Just, it's going to be amazing. And, Ashlyn, thank you for re- revealing the series early. I'm pumped. I didn't know you were going to do that. It's so. normally a d- around
0: discovery. So, true. I thought, Absolutely. why not?
1: <laughs> <laughs> might as well. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Ashlyn. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in and ashlyn get psyched for next week because lower decks is going to be an absolutely epic holodeck journey and i'm just going to be like screaming with joy the whole time
0: me too rihanna Ah, oh, well thank you so much and i can't wait to talk lower decks next week with you thank you for listening to the dura sisters podcast please tune in next week For the eighth episode of our holodeck series, where Ashlyn and Rihanna will discuss the photonic friends and enemies in Star Trek Lower Decks. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and check to see our suggested watch list for upcoming episodes. Also, take a moment to check out our content on Tumblr, TikTok, YouTube, and our merch on Threadless. All links can be found in the bio of any of our social media pages. If you like what you've heard today, please leave us a review on whatever platform you listen. By donating anywhere from $1 to $23 a month, you can become a patron and unlock exclusive merch, episodes, and other content depending on your tier. All of us can be found at patreon.com slash the Dura Sisters podcast. If you would like to contact us for any reason, please do so at the Sisters podcast at gmail.com. So far, we have covered these podcast series. Pilot episodes, family, love and affection, time travel, villains, movies, feminism, death fakeouts, first officers, and the spooky series. If you haven't heard a particular series yet, please go back and listen to any of these awesome episodes. Social media, marketing, and editing is done by Rihanna Hurd and Ashlyn Gelman. Our intro and outro is by Jerry Goldsmith. um (laughs) what's going on um (laughs) it's like little little diamonds surrounded by like chicken nuggets so you're just like what's (laughs) happening like why why did she say that um anyway